0: timeless tale of a hero in tights, using his sword gun to defend a princess and a triangle from a pigman. All the while, an even more eerie threat pollutes the air of this idyllic world. The air of sexual harassment.
1: Excuse me,
0: princess. It's dangerous to go alone.
1: Take this.
0: On Watchbox.
2: Welcome to WatchBots, the surefire solution to beating that heat. This is Ben, and I'm joined by Shailen. Hello. And by Dave.
0: Earlier today, I farted and just, just said, oops. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> Some, seems like a strange reaction to just passing gas,
2: breaking wind, just oops. Were you on a Zoom call or in a social situation? Okay. Nope, not at all. I was I was in the kitchen and then my wife from the
0: other room just said, "But it what happened?" I was like, "Nothing." She goes, "Why did you say oops?" I think it was cuz I farted.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nothing to be ashamed of.
0: No, I'm not I'm not ashamed of the fart. I'm, I'm just baffled by my reaction. Your own why brain. reaction. Mhm. Yeah,
2: oops. Oops.
4: I did it again.
2: Oh boy. That was a hashtag free Britney. True enough. Hashtag free Britney, a song that like Jesus and his weather this week heated up all of America.
4: Indeed. Mm -hmm. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm
2: -hmm. So it's, it's a hot one out there and you know, we we all deal with it in different ways. How do you guys like to beat the heat?
4: Hibernate in air conditioning.
2: Okay.
0: That's good. Sometimes I'll open up the freezer and just stick my head in there. It's a terrible waste of energy, but that's 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 usually a good way a good way to do it if I don't have air conditioning. Mm-hmm. Which thankfully I do. Other times I like to go down in the basement and just lay down on the floor.
2: It's a good move. My office is in the basement, so I uh I just hang out. I don't move too much. We have had to adjust our recording setup a little bit here because of the heat. You know, usually Shaylin and I are in the dining room. We don't really have a dining room, but we got a table. Get the shit set up there. But tonight, we're in the basement. We're using handheld mics. It's real loosey-goosey. Ooh, are you, like, walking around with the handheld mics? Just kind of...
4: They're not wireless, Dave. They're just handheld.
2: I think about microphones a lot. And Okay. Should I... (laughs) Go on? Like a normal person. Yeah, yeah. Should I get wireless mics for that purpose? You could walk around or, like, lav mics? I don't know.
4: No, you shouldn't do that.
2: But lav mics are cool. But these mics, it's like you're a rock star. Except they're not wireless.
0: But how long are those wires, though?
2: I don't know, 10 feet.
0: Well, you got plenty of room to kind of walk around and explore the space.
2: Yeah, maybe. I mean, I got to stay close enough to look at my notes and explore the board and hit buttons. Do you
4: Fair know enough. how clumsy I am? Just walking back and forth would be problematic.
2: It's true. How Adding
4: would... a cord and for something in my hand on top of that, I would fall over multiple times in a single recording.
2: How could you walk around? And talking into a microphone and scroll through Facebook all at the same time.
4: Oh, <laughs> I was on <double-checking> Facebook. <laughs> I was double
0: checking something. I don't think he means right now. Or maybe he <laughs> does.
2: <laughs> that burn was the opposite of beating the heat. challenge has been set ablaze. Oof. You know, we're going to get right into it here because we got a big one tonight. We are dealing, dealing with... Um, we're talking about Discussing. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> the Legend of Zelda. And this was one that I thought of. I'm happy I did it. How'd you arrive at this one, Ben? I'm not really sure. You know, the selection process here, it's always a difficult one. There's a lot of choices, a lot of looking back and forth, things like that. I was close to settling on Captain N, the Game Master, hmm. and then said, no, that's not bottom of the barrel enough. And so I came to Legend of Zelda and here we are.
4: I'm not deep enough into the vinegar debris. I need to go further to the bottom of the pickle barrel.
0: <laughs> I have to scrape the the actual wood off the barrel. And that's that's how we got here.
4: Well, I see. Uh, Maybe I don't know if it's scrape
2: Listen, let's not skip ahead three and a half hours through our review. We have to. <laughs> <laughs> you got to tease the nipples to get there. Had you seen this before? Yes. Of okay. course. Shaylin, what about you?
4: Heavens, yes.
0: Okay. Heavens I. I uh, oh, 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 I had. I, I completely forgot about it. And I think I know why I redacted it from my memory.
4: Mm. Yeah.
2: You know, video games in non-video game media, often a bit of a, a tough haul. From the Doom movie starring Dwayne the Rock Johnson, the live-action Doom movie.
4: Even the ads for that made me seasick. To
2: the Resident Evil franchise, to the Super Mario Brothers movie, to the Pac-Man cartoons. Video games always get a, I don't know, it's like a sheen of shit on the the way through the production line.
4: Yes.
0: 95% of the time, I would say. Because, you know, for every Doom with Dwayne the Rock Johnson, you have a rampage with Dwayne. The Rock Johnson. <laughs> or and, uh, you know, the latest Mortal Kombat film, which was
4: not bad. man, yeah.
2: And yeah. also uh Grand Theft Auto of San Andreas with Dwayne the Rock Johnson. <laughs>
4: <Yeah>. <laughs> I I just almost asked if that was actually supposed <laughs> to be <laughs> Hashtag You Got Me. It's true. Hashtag
0: Terramana. So the, the Minecraft movie with Dwayne the Rock
2: Johnson. <laughs> so let's go back to the mid-80s. Nintendo Mania, sweeping the world. The Famicom, the family computer from Nintendo, started in Japan, made its way over as the Nintendo Entertainment System, and that set ablaze everything. Kicked off a video game market that still booms to this day. I mean, Atari had before, but whatever. We don't need to get into that history. The two big franchises, the two cornerstones were Super Mario Brothers Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and Legend of Zelda. And those, along with a lot of Nintendo's other big franchises, Came from the mind of one man, Shigeru Miyamoto. Just a legendary game designer, still active to this day. Just fingerprints all over these these amazing franchises. Legend of Zelda is an overhead fantasy adventure game. So you play as a character named Link, who's a little elf man who wears green. You're trying to collect the three pieces of the Triforce, defeat the evil sorcerer Ganon, and save the princess Zelda. Oftentimes... Even to this day, if you're doing the the gamer knowledge test, people will be like, yeah, you play as Zelda. And it's like, no, you dumb fuck. You play as Link. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking idiot.
0: The legend is of Zelda. You are merely a part of that story.
2: (laughs) So The Legend of Zelda, beloved, 27 games in the canon, including some of the most well-regarded games of all time, you know, through that timeline. So Legend of Zelda is a classic. Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time for Nintendo 64 from the mid-90s.
0: Heralded is one of the best games of all time.
2: All the way through to Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild from just a few years ago. So just classics up and down the timeline. Very confusing timeline with Zelda. The idea is that all of those 27 games are in canon. And it's like there are different offshoots of Link. And it's a very confusing, like like Pepe <laughs> Sylvia kind of thing. <laughs> Lots of strings and things like that. It
1: all comes back <laughs> to Link! Silver.
2: But not all things with Zelda are so well regarded, right? So this cartoon, which we'll talk about, is often seen as a low point. There were also some Zelda games for the Philips CDI. So Philips was another company. Everybody in the early 90s was making video game consoles. Nintendo saw a chance to cash in, so they licensed their characters out. And... Phillips made these three like nightmarish games with animation that kind of looks like this cartoon, and it just games that had nothing to do with the Legend of Zelda. So they they can't all be red rupees, as it were. Indeed. Have
0: you ever played those?
2: No, I have seen playthroughs. I have not played them myself. CDIs yeah.
4: not easy to find. Shocking that that obscure game is hard to find in person. <laughs>
0: They're universally panned, those Zelda CD games.
2: True enough. So when all this came out, it was the late 80s. You had the Nintendo explosion, which led to the creation of merchandising, toys, trading cards, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. The year was 1989, the year that I got my first Nintendo. Hmm.
4: Hmm. What else was happening back then, Ben? We're not there yet. Damn it. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
0: When did you get your first Nintendo, shall Or were you a Sega family?
4: My brother had the Nintendo. He's a lot older than me. So he had it for literally as long as I can remember. He probably used his own money to buy it. And we also had the Sega that I think was my sister's. Being the youngest kid doesn't suck always. Because we also had the Intellivision and the Atari. So I I had the lineup. Like I could choose whatever Mm -hmm. I wanted. But I actually don't remember a time... When I didn't have access to Nintendo.
0: Good for you. I think I was... It was 88 or
2: 89 when we got it.
0: I have an older sister, so she got the system. (laughs) Guess who played it more? This guy.
2: Hell yeah. And look at you now.
0: Yep. Just now I'm staying up till one in the morning, still playing video games.
4: Yes. One in the morning. Still Nintendo to this day. On Nintendo. Destroying
0: my body.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got mine uh, Christmas of '89. It was a mere few weeks after my brother was born. I suspect it was a no more attention for you, bud.
4: <laughs> here's,
2: <laughs> here's a machine. Go rot.
4: Go entertain yourself, child. So
2: I got the pack in Super Mario Brothers and Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, Duck Hunt, a game I'm mm-hmm. so great at to this day. I loved And Hunt. I got Legend of Zelda 2, The Adventures of Lang. So I played 2 well before I played the original Legend of Zelda.
0: I was the same way. Did you have the gold cartridge? Yes.
2: Yes. 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 Indeed we do.
0: I love Zelda 2. I know people love the first game more, but it, it's it's something like, it's kind of like Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi for me. Like I understand that Empire is the better movie. I just, for some reason, love Return of the Jedi more.
4: Mm-hmm. I objectively understand that it's better, but I don't like it as much. Yeah, yeah. That's how I feel about mm-hmm. Empire and Return of the Jedi. Well,
2: for me, that's like the movie Dick Tracy, right? Like, it's just, it came out in a time. And Mm -hmm. I know that that movie's bad, but I watch it. I'm like, yeah, fucking Dick Tracy. (laughs) Dick Tracy. (laughs) Look at their suits. (laughs) He's the kid. And it's the the tramp and prune face. He's going to get mumbles and and brick
0: top and and
2: fucking mush mouth. Flat (laughs) top with his his Tommy gun.
0: Yeah. and, and, Yeah. uh, and, And Jimmy Fish feet
2: that's not a real character the, the main bad guy was al pacino playing uh, big boy caprice madonna was
4: the sexy lady she
2: was a oh boy breathless mahoney and also yeah. i think the guy was like the blank yeah
0: no no there was jimmy fish feet and he had fish for feet it was like really a cartoonish character it's a real
2: fucking it bastardization worked. Worked. of dick tracy and that's just <laughs> we don't do that here
4: there's some things that are sacred okay
2: Speaking of sacred things of a time, so yeah, yeah. I mean, the late 80s, right? It just, things were happening in the world. And that brought us to the Super Mario Brothers Super Show. So we've discussed that previously. Very campy. Captain Lou Albano as a live-action Mario.
4: Falling over while he tries to dance. <laughs>
2: Stumbling. James Gandolfini, famously playing Luigi. And... <laughs> With the cartoon. In Super Mario, even in the 80s, Super Mario always had a very campy feel to it, mm-hmm. right? So that approach kind of worked. Legend of Zelda always felt a little bit more serious. It's the music. It's the music. It's the fantasy thing. But yeah, it's got like an epic feel to it. Mm-hmm. That the
0: music starts up and you're like, like oh yeah, I'm going to get that sword and I'm going to solve those puzzles and
2: you rescue that princess. you got to
4: save the girl. Mm-hmm. You've got to save the girl. Go away. An adventure.
2: But it's a cartoon. Right. And so, three days a week or four days a week, the Super Mario Brothers Super Show would play Mario cartoons. But one day a week on Fridays, Legend of Zelda, payday, baby.
4: Hell yeah. And
2: they brought that same campy approach to it. And a couple of big differences between the world you see here and the world in the video games. I know this is shocking to you. One is that Link is almost always a silent protagonist. Mm -hmm. With the idea being that game players can bring whoever's voice they want to it. So for me, that's Jimmy Durante. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to rescue the princess. That's right. (laughs) Another big difference. The sort of MacGuffin of the Legend of Zelda franchise is almost always the Triforce. The thing about Triforce is there are three of them, right? There's the Triforce of Wisdom. The Triforce of Power and the Triforce of Courage, but for some reason, the folks behind the Legend of Zelda cartoon, the fine folks Deke decided three was too difficult. <laughs> and so there were only two Triforces. It's the really? whole fucking triangle thing. Yes. Yeah.
0: Oh, there was like, oh, this is a triangle, so it is a Triforce. It is a Tri, yeah. And, uh,
3: oh, yeah. Man.
2: how do you fuck that up? Yeah, I don't know. There's a few other key differences as well we'll go through here, but the cartoon... Not super fondly remembered.
4: I wonder why.
2: Deke would have continued. The plan was to continue with more of this cartoon, but the Super Mario Brothers Super Show was discarded, canceled. And so this, the show only lasted 13 episodes. And when you think about all of the media in the time since, right? Like Mario's had a few different cartoons. Mario's had a live action movie. There's a new DreamWorks Mario movie in the works. Zelda, not much. There's been some manga. There was a rumored Zelda Netflix anime, but that's really it.
4: And a lot of people who go to different festivals and comic cons dressed as Luke and Z- Luke, Link and Zelda.
2: What the fuck? Luke. Fuck property.
0: There was a rumor that there was a live action movie with Tom Holland. Um, <laughs> but I think that was just
2: a rumor. <laughs> Holy that shit. That true. would be.
4: That can't be real. <laughs> yeah.
2: Here's the thing though, like you couldn't do a live action Legend of Zelda movie because let's talk about Link's outfit, right? He has on like a green elf hat, Mm -hmm. a green tunic in tights. Like that doesn't play in the year of our lore 2021.
4: You described that incorrectly, Ben. A short green tunic with tights. It is very short. Very short. I cannot comprehend that man's legs are showed off in this Mm -hmm. animation.
0: It's like Winnie the Pooh or Porky Pig short. Like, you're just...
4: Just about, yeah.
0: You're like a hair away from from seeing Link, you know?
2: Yeah. Link's Link. You're seeing, seeing that, Link. that sword and bombs, you know?
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: And also with just the world that we live in, where there's just licensed shit out the ass, Nintendo really keeps to that level of quality. Famously, they had the Nintendo seal of approval, which was really just their way of marking up prices on developers. That's neither here nor there, but- <laughs> But we're not here to talk about price gouging. We're here to talk about entertainment. And the episode we're talking about is episode one of the Legend of Zelda cartoon, The Ringer. And it was written by the head writer for the show, a gentleman named Bob Forward. We've talked about Bob in the past. He wrote the He-Man and She-Ra Christmas special. He wrote on Rambo, The Force of Freedom. He wrote on Cops, Captain Planet. He was the head writer on Biker Mice from Mars, the head writer on Beast Wars.
4: And yet somehow he produced this episode.
2: Produced this show. And as we've discussed in the past, he also wrote a teleplay called The Owl, which was shot as a <laughs> CBS pilot. Uh, it was a, about a mercenary come vigilante <laughs> whose family was murdered.
0: I looked up Bob Ford just just before recording and had to remind myself of all of that. I was like, oh my God, this! I forgot about this man. He's He's a <laughs> goddamn national treasure.
2: It's, al- it's always fun when doing research for the show, when I, you know, I'm clicking through the writers and stuff, and I see a purple link, which would mean I've clicked it before, and I go in. <laughs> it's, just, it's like a little gift to myself, right? Folks, I recommend you look at Bob Forward's Wikipedia page, because this guy really has chops. Like He's been working in the animation industry forever and ever. But for some reason, his failed television pilot, I think it's from 1991, is like in the top paragraph of his works. And it's like, just appreciate what you've done, my man. Do you think that
4: he's the one who's updating his Wikipedia? Or do you think he has a neighbor that just makes fun of him constantly for the teleplay? And so he's throwing
2: an owl up there.
4: Yeah. Like every, every single time he's like, damn it, I've done a lot of successful stuff. And the neighbor is like, Bob's asleep. I'm going to fuck with him again. It's all
2: about that mercenary come vigilante.
4: Passion project. Mm -hmm. That's what it is.
2: Uh, You'll also see uh, Mercenary Come Vigilante on browsers.com. Gross. That's another passion project. Check it out this week. Go to browsers.com. Use promo code WatchBots for 20% off Mercenary (laughs) Come Vigilante.
4: And be terribly disappointed when nothing actually happens.
2: Mm -hmm. Listeners, we want to hear from you. What do you think Mercenary Come Vigilante would look like? Uh, Hit us up on Twitter at WatchBotsPod. Hashtag Mercenary Come Vigilante. (laughs) Spelled as it sounds. So, this particular episode aired in maybe the peak of come Vigilantes, the late 80s, September 8th, 1989.
4: John? What, what was going on then, Ben? Yeah! Yeah! She did the thing!
2: Ooh, what were we seeing? It's contextual feeling to stick with the video game theme here. September 1989 was just a few weeks after the American release of the Game Boy, Nintendo's handheld.
4: So I know I said I don't remember a time without Nintendo, but I very clearly remember my mom ordering the Game Boy out of the back of a comic book for Christmas for my brother.
2: What comic book was it?
4: I have no idea, but she had to like sneak into his room to get it and I remember bearing witness to that and her very clearly telling me, "Do not tell your brother I was in his bedroom for any reason."
2: There's something unsavory about this whole story that I don't care for. Okay. I think it's the term bearing witness.
4: Yeah, or like
0: <laughs> it's the idea like don't tell your brother I was in his bedroom. But that's Yeah. I think that's that's what kind of gives me the willies.
4: And the wonkas.
2: Yeah, (laughs) handheld gaming mostly dead now outside of phones, but Nintendo just up until the past couple of years always maintained a handheld system and the Game Boy was a classic. I always liked the Game Boy because the the stupid joke is like it ate a million batteries an hour or whatever, which is true, Mm -hmm. but it also didn't have a backlight and it was a green screen. So there were just all of these peripherals and this applied for the Nintendo as well. Just all these third-party peripherals that you could like Frankenstein onto this thing. So you could put this 16-ounce thing onto your Game Boy that was like a magnifying glass, a flashlight, like yeah. like glare glass. protectors. <laughs> just
4: like, eventually, it got as heavy
0: as the Nintendo system itself. Like it was just, like, you're just lugging this thing around. You have like a backpack for it. Mm-hmm. But you didn't have yeah.
4: to plug it into a wall. So therefore, it was still handheld. <laughs> That's true
0: lots of Zelda games are on the Game Boy. I think the majority mm-hmm. of them actually appear on like a Game Boy or a like a, a Game Boy Advance or a Game Boy Color. One cool thing was that you could link up your, I think it was Game Boy Advance. You could link those up to your GameCube and play uh, the four links co-op on that. I think what I appreciate about the, the Zelda video game series is that like they're always trying to push the technology mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, it's, mm-hmm. a, it's a, I like seeing like, what are they gonna do next? What are they gonna how are they gonna integrate the Zelda Link story with motion control or, or B-
2: like, badly as it turned out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not, not great. Well <laughs> not great. The Wii versions of Legend of Zelda, not necessarily the best ones. So also in the box office, I'm not gonna do a top three. I'm gonna run through the top ten here because this is a
4: top ten. A it murderous a row. Big week.
2: So from one to ten, we got Uncle Buck, we got Parenthood, Kick Boxer. When Harry met Sally, The Abyss, Lethal Weapon Two, Sex Lies and Videotape, Turner and Hooch, Batman, and Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade.
4: Whoa. Hell yeah. What? Damn. I don't what a know lineup. how anyone handled movies after that lineup. I
2: can't even fathom a time where there were ten movies out that I would want to see. And then, mind you, like I'm not necessarily a big sex lies and videotape guy. I mean, loose in that context, but you know, I'd say eight, nine of those movies.
4: I can't remember a time when there was more than two movies in the theater I wanted to see at the same time. What does that mean? Does that mean that movies are worse? That or? you're an asshole. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Back then, the movies were in the theater longer, right? Mm-hmm. So, like that's true. Batman, what was that? September, like Batman, I think came out in June sort of been in the in the theater for a long time but they just kept staying in the top 10 the the way studios do it now is like they schedule the movies to like have a big weekend or hopefully a big weekend and then they they know they're going to fizzle out so they don't like really stay in the theater all that long that's mm-hmm.
4: true they're like a three week engagement and then it's to whatever prime or hbo or whatever it yeah, is one of, the, one,
2: of the, or... one of them their streaming services one of those streaming
3: yeah. services yeah
0: one of the, the netflix
2: Thinking about these movies, I was thinking about my childhood movie theaters. And, and fun fact my two childhood movie theaters are now an enormous Amazon warehouse and high rise apartments.
4: Well, I can tell you that my childhood movie theaters have been gone for about a decade. Uh huh. One of them is a hole in the ground, and the other is an abandoned strip mall.
2: Was it in a strip mall or did it turn into a strip mall and was then abandoned?
4: It became a strip mall that was then abandoned. Hmm.
2: Seems like it's right for urban exploration. Indeed. Double sad.
4: Yeah, it (laughs) bums (laughs) me out every time we drive down there.
2: (laughs) Is that why you always start sobbing on the highway?
4: Yes, that's the reason.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You just play Desperado on the radio.
4: While I cry. Desperado.
3: Why did
2: you turn into
0: a strip mall? Mm -hmm. So
4: when I was actually probably around 1989, my mom was in a band. They played country and Western. And the break that she got as the singer was when the guitarist sang Desperado. He would like sing while she took a break. Mm -hmm. And can I just tell you that if I never have to hear that song again, it will be (laughs) much too soon because that man's voice was me was so nasally <laughs> and so not suited to that song and he was so fucking into it
3: you
2: know speaking of into it let's get into this show mm-hmm. That's a beautiful was transition that was, and, that was great and as we do let's start with the opening this is the tribe of wisdom, Link. The evil wizard Ganon has the Triforce of Power. (laughs) Whoever gets both Triforces
1: will rule this land forever. You must help me, Link. Hey, for you, Zelda, anything.
4: You know that Ganon is evil because of his laughter.
2: Mm-hmm. His pigman mm-hmm. laughter. Yes. First of all, the music here, it will sound familiar as an orchestral version of The Legend of Zelda theme. At the time, all you had was sort of an 8-bit version. And so this sounds really cool.
0: I like this a lot. I, I, when I heard the music, I was like, oh, maybe this show was good. And then I heard Zelda talking. I was like, okay, maybe, yeah, this, this could be all right. And then Link... Link started talking,
2: <laughs> and
0: and I think maybe the guy that did Link's voice also sang Desperado in your
2: mom's band. <laughs>
4: yeah. could be, maybe.
2: So the the opening here establishes a couple of things. One is just this is a general, you know, this is going to be a fantasy story, right? Not necessarily rooted in Legend of Zelda. It's the characters, but it's not like super beholden to that to that mythology. Mm-hmm. It talks about the two Triforces instead of three, which is really weird.
4: Triforce.
2: It ends with a musical note flashing on screen for some reason, which is a little odd, maybe foreshadowing (laughs) Ocarina of Time, which would come out, you know, seven or eight years later. But it also starts...
0: It was all planned. It starts to
2: establish our friend Link. And the very end of the opening is Link's famous catchphrase, excuse me, princess. (laughs) And... I want to get this out of the way right now. I had initially pulled some clips of him saying this throughout the episode and somebody had done it much better than I could. So strap yourselves in. We got a minute and 45 seconds or so. I'm going to buckle up. <laughs> strap in motherfucker. Okay. I'm in.
1: Hey, excuse me, princess. Excuse Ey, excuse me, princess. Well, excuse me, princess. Hey, excuse me, princess. Well, excuse me. Excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. Excuse me, princess. Well, excuse me, princess.
3: Well, excuse me, princess. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: I can't. I can't go anymore. (laughs) The total in thirteen episodes is thirty nine.
4: Thirty nine.
2: If a a character needs a catchphrase, fine. Why that? It's not that fucking hard.
0: These games are wonderful, right? The Zelda games are beautiful games. I can also say this for like the Resident Evil series too. Like, why do movie producers or cartoon or show producers just decide that? you know what? We're going to take the source material that's really, really good, and we're going to wipe, wipe it with her ass. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's awful. Like, like, what about the character of Link that you play in the game makes you think he would go,
1: excuse me, princess? <laughs> it's so stupid. Oh, my
0: God. It got me so mad. I was like, how do you fuck that up that bad?
4: It's a good question. I don't know how they fucked it up that bad because there's nothing about this character that's ever made me think that he was just a fucking douchey asshole. There's a
2: spot for humor here, and obviously it's a kid's cartoon, so you got to bring some humor into it. But, you know, in Ocarina of Time, you could play an Ocarina and you can make Link play the theme from The Simpsons. That's funny. Mm -hmm. Having your main character be just this, I don't know, like, if he's trying to convince himself, I I had that thought at times, like this fake debonair guy, like it's just such an odd decision. Like I always think about writers who they got to writer things up, right? Mm -hmm. Like, that movie, The King's Speech, I fucking hate that movie because it's, <laughs> Yeah,
3: because they think they,
0: they, they, oh, they're so fucking clever.
2: Because Colin Firth just kept going, excuse me.
0: Excuse me. Just it's like
2: that. It's an example of having an idea and then not being able to just let that idea carry it. right It's, oh, this guy needs a catchphrase. Like, you know, 1989 was around the time of don't have a cow, man, or doe. You know, excuse me, princess. Just this three-second-long thing. Just not going to be in that Pantheon. I just, I'm so mad.
0: That's The Simpsons, right? That makes sense. Bart's a, Bart's in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. He's going to say those things. Link is in this high-fantasy world, and, like, he's never talked before. Why are you giving him a catchphrase like that?
4: And a shitty, yeah, yeah. a shitty one. Yeah, yeah. shitty one. Mm-hmm.
0: Very shitty. Invent other characters around him. The sprites, or, or I kept calling her Navi. You could have them react to a stoic link and be the like mm. comic relief there. That would have been fine. All right, well, they're adding something new to the show, but we're not ruining what is core to this video game story.
4: I mean, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade was out at the same time that this cartoon was out, Excuse right? me, Princess. You can have a stoic, gruff, but like kind of charming with humor Mm -hmm. character like Indiana Jones without him being a fucking What if Indiana Jones was in The
2: Legend of Zelda Get Up?
4: I would think it was very good.
2: Get off my cannon. (laughs) I already work around the Triforce. (laughs) God damn it, (laughs) pal. He's going to puke. Now, oh, man. we open here. It <laughs> sets up It sets up just an episode-long thing of Link just being...
3: Trivastic!
2: <laughs> being horrible. So we open up here, and we're in a tower in the castle. Gannon <laughs> McGregor! You switched the Triforce! And you got Link. He's just waking up. He's stretching his little elf arms above his head, and uh, there you go. <laughs> so he's grunting and grunting. And the camera pans, and he has this picture of Zelda on his wall, like in a frame, but it's like a Teen Beat
4: picture. It's a, it's a <laughs> portrait painting, but it's, it, it's Tiger Beat.
2: And then this guy <laughs> swings his legs over the bed. And oh, he has, it's
0: from Hyrule Hotties Magazine.
2: <laughs> he's got the shortest nightgown I've ever seen. Like he's walking, and I was expecting to see like rear angle balls off this. It's so <laughs> fucking short. Like you could totally see up to just like the bottom of his ass. It's such a weird thing.
0: They drew him and then they had to finish the rest of the scene, which we'll get into. But like, man, you think when they started drawing that scene, they were like, fuck, we should
2: have had pants.
3: Yep. Should have had yeah.
4: Pants. I so. Why didn't we put pants uh, on this guy?
0: Can we draw pants now? And just like, maybe the kids will forget it. No, no, we're, we're, we're in too deep now.
4: The colorist has gone home for the weekend. We can't make his legs into pants.
0: You said link. I thought you said dink. I'm sorry.
2: <laughs> when I was a kid, for pajamas I wore like long like adult t-shirts mm-hmm. and my mom always called them nightgowns. and then I got a complex about it <laughs> <laughs>
4: that I, checks out entirely I
2: insisted that uh we had to call them night shirts
4: they are night shirts yeah I know I
2: know
0: one time my mom got me these pajamas and I felt like you you would wear them like boxer shorts because like my dad wore just like you know in the summer he would just like sleep in his underwear so I was like oh you got me boxer shorts like dad so I started just, I didn't wear any underpants under them, but they weren't boxer shorts. They were just regular shorts and they were like really loose around the legs. So
3: <laughs> one,
0: one day I was just sitting there, we were playing a game. So I was like sitting cross-legged. My mom was like, are you wearing underwear? You have to wear, wear underwear because we can see everything.
2: We can see everything.
4: That was, is uh, very, unfortunate. very embarrassing. I'm sorry.
2: Mm-hmm. The other thing in this room here is just the Triforce. Mm -hmm. it's just sitting there in like a glass case. Like it's like under a glass cloche and given the importance that Zelda attributed to it in the beginning and what any good Nintendo fan will know, like it doesn't seem like the best protection.
4: Yeah. Is this
2: like a nightlight for him?
4: (laughs) Maybe it made me think of in beauty and the beast when like the rose that, you know, when it sheds its last petal, everybody's cursed forever unless he's fallen in love and someone has fallen in love with him. And then, like, Bell just sort of, like, casually walks into his room and removes the cloche about is about to, like, accidentally doom them all to enchantment forever and ever. (laughs) Except that Link isn't an enormous scary monster, so nothing about that situation is good. You
2: know what, though? He has an enormous scary monster. That's why he's not wearing any underwear. The wool knickers at the time could not contain.
0: Yeah, or or just pants in general. Like, he's like, nope.
4: It's A-Theory. I'll give it you that. It won't fit.
3: Hmm.
0: It won't fit.
2: I didn't look up Zelda fan fiction, but now I'm intrigued. It's, it's gross. So, I was hoping for that game. So what does Link do when he wakes up? He whines.
1: Yeah, another beautiful day in the magical kingdom of Hyrule. Boring oh. place. I used to roam the world, fighting monsters and sleeping in mud. A hero's life. Now look at me. Living in a castle, sleeping in a bed. Aren't I sweet? Yeah.
2: Just a spectacular character. He follows this up immediately by looking at his window. Is it a window in a tower? Like it's like the slit in the concrete. What do they call that? It's
4: still a window, even though it doesn't have a pane of glass. In do, it.
2: do they call it that the concrete slit?
4: Nope. A, por- a porthole? It's a window. Mm. Mercenary
2: um, come vigilante in the concrete slit.
4: I was so angry listening to this fucking monologue. Why? I used to sleep in the mud and I was really adventurous and now I have like a nice bed and shit. It's a real
2: glow up story. (laughs) Yes, (laughs)
0: Vincent. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. It's a true knight's way of life, right? You're supposed to be questing all of the time. But the only difference here is that knights don't complain about it when they're not questing. God, they just, they took everything that you would like about that character and just flushed it down the toilet.
4: Exactly.
2: But you know what came back up from the toilet? what the wash was, some sexual harassment. So Link Link stints his head out the window and you see Zelda, the princess, and she's out there in a nightgown and she's looking real mighty fine. And Link, as many heroes will do, as any elf who wears a short nightgown and has a raging erection will do, he says,
1: (gasps) Looking good, princess. Especially from this angle. Oh! Well.
2: Well, now.
0: Link, you're protecting the, the Triforce of misogyny.
2: <laughs> so, Zelda is with a, uh, a small fairy character who I, I call Tinkerbell for now. Her name is actually Sprite.
4: You just said Zelda. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, say onion. Onion. Yeah. Uh, did.
4: <laughs> she did the thing. I'm not doing the game. We're not <laughs> doing this. Okay. Mm. I just thought it was funny that Ben for the first time in our entire podcast yeah, totally. sounded like a New Englander for once.
0: No, he's done it a couple times. He's yeah. I'm going I, to I've fucking whole...
2: Boston uh yeah gardens. Yeah, kid. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. So
0: out of Tampa Bay.
2: Spring Spring. Sprite goes to get Zelda a robe and Link turns around, then all of a sudden there's some moblins there. Now moblins or Moglins, I'm not sure which moblins. They're blue pigs with uh, like spiky shoulder pads and a whole lot of attitudes. There's like six of them in there. And one of them grabs Link behind the arms as if he was a cop, you know, like placing an innocent man under arrest. And like he holds his arm behind his back and he swings Link around. Now I freeze-framed this and I went frame by frame. Link's crotch swings toward the camera. Now in theory, you'd be able to see his ball in his penis. <laughs> That's true. But you don't see it. The animation just, anything? there's nothing. So I don't know if Link is like a eunuch or
4: probably if they just did, chose not to
2: draw that. It seems a little shoddy, but.
0: Remember the and his kind have no genitals?
4: If, Could be. If they opted not to draw it, doesn't that mean automatically eunuch?
2: Hmm. Asexual? I don't know. Who knows? Folks, if you know, if you're big into the, the Zelda mythos, ha- hit us up. Hashtag Link's balls.
4: I can tell you based on the fanfic that's not the case. Mm, but I love it. Here we are.
2: So, Link—he's a hero, as he's told you. He's whined about, and what would a hero be without a little hero banter?
3: Hey, I'm ticklish.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he says pillow fight, and he, oh, he gets into this just fucking ludicrous fight with the moblins here.
0: For, for as shitty as this was, like you know, the show can't show him stabbing these. Moblins, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: So, what they do? They had him engage them in a pillow fight, which is ridiculous. They had a much better answer at the end of this fight, where his sword glows and it can like shoot them with like the the eight bit sounding yep. laser from his sword. Okay, that's cool. That's a good solve for not being able to show you like slicing and dicing some bad guys up. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> you had that answer. You had it, and you just decided like,
2: you know what? Pillow
0: fight. That's funny. I that's like it. Funny. It is funny. Yeah. It's like,
2: excuse me, princess. That sword sound effect. So in Legend of Zelda, and this carried through to a lot of the games, when you had full health, your sword could shoot like a beam. And it was invaluable. And it made it so that when you got hit, when you lost any of your health and you just had some little asshole with a sword,
4: it sucked. Yeah.
2: So Link here was at full health. There's a joke in there about the beam of the sword ejaculate i don't i don't know somebody smarter than me will figure it out
0: it it came from uh underneath his his porky pig shirt
2: he's a mercenary come hero and so he beats the moblins like he blasts them out of existence there's a bow that's made of bones left behind and it's a magic bow somehow and link he's got a utility belt or something and he just shoves it in there and it shrinks it's never explained it's really weird it's like fine whatever <laughs> however you got to explain this
0: yeah you left you have to like have a knowledge of how the video game works to, I guess, to yeah. understand it but then like they decided that they would throw everything else out the window
2: <laughs> it's just it feels really out of out of place only here. the yeah, weaponry
4: yeah. makes sense
2: so right. then he's starting to get dressed and he's, he's getting ready to take his shirt off and you know you're getting ready for the whole show but then there's a knock on the door and link goes and it's zelda and he thinks he's going to get laid but what does he really get oh
1: yeah I almost forgot. After saving the Triforce from evil, the hero gets his reward. Ow!
2: So she punches him in the face. And in that clip, I found myself maybe digging into this a little too far where it's like Link talks a lot about getting a little smooch, you know, getting a little, little of Zelda's uh, Z's there.
4: Indeed. Sure. Yeah. And I,
2: it, it feels to me as if he's really trying to convince himself. That this is the thing that he should want, like I'm feeling this inner turmoil and conflict from Link.
4: You think so? I do. Hmm.
0: Because he is a hero, he has to protect the princess, and thus he has to fall in love with the princess. Something but like his, that. Yeah. Maybe his real love is the game, is just questing. Like he, he doesn't need a a, a human romantic relationship.
2: Maybe. I mean, as we discussed, he's potentially asexual. So it's like he's trying to fill these, you know, these, these shoes.
0: These societal norms that mm. people try to foist onto him.
2: Mm-hmm. These bins, you know.
4: These bins yeah. he's been put in.
2: Yeah. So it's interesting. Regardless, Link shows another heroic trait here. The, the power of gaslighting.
3: Oh, Link,
4: I'm sorry, but you made me mad. No kidding. Anyway. <laughs>
2: He's such an asshole.
4: I'm sorry, but you made me mad is also pretty <laughs> shitty.
2: So Zelda tells him, oh, this is the third attack this month on the Triforce. And I had that thought again. Maybe you should move the Triforce to, I don't know, a dungeon. Like, yeah. Get, get some magic and like magic. Maybe you lock
0: it. the door. I, I don't know. Maybe put it in a room that doesn't have a trap door. Maybe Link puts it. it
2: in his magical belt. I don't know.
4: Does that
0: room work? There is a trap door. It doesn't. Like, mm-hmm. Right. In... <laughs> Thank you. Um, there's a trap door right underneath where the Triforce of Wisdom sits. That's correct. And the, the Moblins can just go through. Like, was that. Would, did the Moblins teleport to the castle right right underneath? And like.
2: I got the sense there was some, some Ganon magic involved. Okay. I didn't see him cast the spell, but.
4: I had the same assessment as Ben.
2: Yeah, you're goddamn right. Well, that case, Ganon sucks. So he should be doing that all the time. True. Oh, Ganon does suck. We'll get into uh, that. Yeah, yeah. But he's <laughs> evil like because he laughs. Yes. Zelda reveals her plans for the day, which I'll get to in a minute here. And she tells Link, like, hey, you got to stay and protect the thing. And he starts to whine about it. And I thought, isn't that his whole job is guarding this thing? But that's not the point. The point is, Zelda's got a big day ahead of her. A lot of princess duties, including.
4: And I'm already late to judge the Magician's Contest. But
2: <laughs> the magician's contest. <laughs> I couldn't fathom what that meant and what we got was better than I could have hoped
0: for. <laughs> it's like they like Bob Ford had no idea what like fantasy <laughs> was. And he was like, Yeah, fucking like magicians or something, I don't know. And uh they got like a contest and there we go, that's
1: fantasy.
4: Yep.
2: More or less It. <laughs> I mean the wizards we see are as Stereotypical as you get. The show does one interesting thing here. As Zelda leaves, Link is like moaning and groaning, and it crossfades directly into Ganon yelling. Is it a play on the duality of heroism, potentially? Or just a convenient segue. Who's to say?
4: The second Maybe. one? <laughs> I,
2: would, I would
0: like to think the first, because I mean, in the games, the three of them are intrinsically connected. Even like throughout time, but this show I had no idea about that.
2: So Ganon or Ganondorf throughout the years has had a number of different forms. So sometimes he shows up as like a big dude, other times he's a monster. In this case, he was pretty close to where he is in the first Zelda game, which is just a like a warthog sorcerer. Think Skeletor, stouter, and you're kind of there.
4: Does he also look a lot like the guys from Drop of the Hut?
2: Oh, the Gamorrean Slayer? guards? Yeah, does he look good? Yes. He's got yes, a he lot does. of Gamorrean to him.
4: Okay. I wasn't sure if I was projecting or if that was inaccurate. No, read.
2: Shailen, you know what? You were not projecting there.
4: Great. Love I don't it know I what get you it right.
2: would have been projecting, but I assure you, you sure? were not. <laughs> not sure what that means. Do, you,
0: do you, Can you explain that?
4: I wasn't sure if, because I was reading about Gamorrean guards with our kiddo earlier, if I was like saying, that looks like Ganon if it oh, was so you,
0: it was just like stuck in your head like right <laughs> anybody else else noticed that zelda kind of looked like the Gomorian guard
3: <laughs>
4: as it turns out
2: when link shoots his beams at the Moblins and they disappear they don't die they get sent back to like this underworld where ganon is and they're just floating in like this ectoplasm and um ectoplasm Plasm. and then ganon does kill them i think or he sends them away it's weird so, Ganon, his lair, it's very ornate. There's big brick walls and horizontal arches. It doesn't seem like a bad place to be, but the point of this is all villains need a master plan. Mm-hmm. Here is Ganon's.
3: There is a contest of amateur magicians in
1: Hyrule today. I shall enter that
3: contest.
0: But you're no amateur. You're a
2: pro. There's so many things to unpack there. First, we we get we get another layer deeper into the onion. It's not a magician contest. It's a contest of amateur magicians. It's no pros.
4: Pros are not allowed in this magician no contest. No professionals.
2: And then that like Will Arnett if he was Scottish is that is the Triforce of power. <laughs> oh, that's okay. That, okay.
3: Both it's okay. just oh
2: my Ganon. why oh,
3: Ganon. the
2: Triforces got personalities and voices is just beyond me, but they do. And, you know, it's all well and good for Ganon to want to enter the the amateur magician contest, but you know, he's Ganon. He stands out. So what does he do? He takes his cloak. He pulls it up over his snout. And now he's hidden. And you're thinking, oh, what shit. A, what a costume. That, what a disguise. He's like,
4: here, let me just cover my nose. That can't miss. But it gets better because he
2: mentions his tel- teleportation powers are limited in the other world. And do you know what they're limited by? Only the power of convenience. So he <laughs> materializes these skeletons. And I know, again, the skeletons have a like a Zelda canon name. I don't, I don't know what it is. They're, we're going to call them the, the bone guys. Staphlos? That's oh, how they're Greek and they come out of Ganon's ectoplasm and they're all wearing like these go go boots,
3: <laughs>
4: just, like
2: these darling boots. It's very strange.
4: The boots might have been the best fashion in this entire cartoon.
0: Did you guys like the uh, interstitials between scenes where like where they were just like doing the go go dance in the cages?
2: So, Ganon he makes the Greek bone guys. And he gives them cloaks too. And now they're going to carry him around like a king. You see that a lot, right? Like the dudes with the poles and the guy on the throne and they're carrying him. It doesn't seem like a comfortable way to travel for any of those players. I know it's a thing of power. You know, like people are carrying your ass around. But even just sitting there, I would worry about being dropped.
4: Yeah, I could see that.
2: In wrestling. Because it always comes back to wrestling. Doesn't
4: it always? A lot of times
2: there's a king character. And when it's a heel or a bad guy they'll bring this gimmick out. So they'll get some local wrestlers to like carry this guy around on a throne and you will see that guy get dropped. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like they stumble and it falls over. It just feels like a big risk. It's riding like the least comfortable, stable horse there ever was.
0: Yeah. And it just assumes that the road is flat too. Like as soon as they hit a hill, like he's going to roll backwards.
4: He's going to fall over. (laughs) That's true. I didn't think of any of this. God, it's stupid.
0: This whole show is stupid. It's I'm,
4: it's
2: very funny.
0: This it's doesn't stupid. happen to me a lot, but I'm getting very mad at this show.
2: <laughs> so he can't teleport to the other world, but he can teleport to the other world because somehow there's like a secret portal he walks out of. And immediately he's in front of Hyrule Castle. So his secret entrance is right there. And all of Hyrule is apparently some trees in one castle. Not a whole lot to defend there, but it is what it is. But now we get to the contest. So we're inside the castle grounds and you get this nice panning shot and you see people there. There's a guy juggling. There's a stone fountain statue of like a nude bearded man and some kind of imp. But then you get the princess and this contest apparently is just a bunch of really stereotypical wizards doing dumb things. The first guy you see is clearly the best of all. And here is his trick.
1: Wonderful! It's getting bigger.
3: Ah. Ah. Oh, oops!
2: Similar to Dave, he farted for his trick. <laughs> <laughs> Just look
0: up a uh, you know search term "fart box" on <laughs> browsers, <laughs> and there you go. So oops. This,
2: this wizard, you know, it, it's it is what it sounds like. He engorges a tomato. And uh, explodes on Zelda. She's not happy about it.
0: It's a real ketchup fiesta.
2: <laughs> it's, uh, it's a Ketchup real, fiesta. A real goddamn mess. So there's a lot of pointy hats and mustaches here. Zelda is covered in tomato juice, and you hear Ganon laughing in a very evil way. That lycopene.
4: It's how you know he's evil, the laughter. <laughs>
2: Hashtag lycopene. You know how to spell it, kids. Now, Zelda, to also be a likable character, just snottily yells, Who dares to laugh at me? And Ganon goes, I do. And Zelda asks the most important question of all here. Are you an amateur magician then? (laughs) What is the distinction?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Because a real magician would have too much of a leg up in the contest. Is it that...
2: Like the amateurs aren't making money? Are they not making rupees off this? What's going yeah. on?
0: Like is it like you're an amateur magician, so you're not powerful, so you're like a show magician or something? Like you're not like an evil or powerful magician, so you're not like trying to take over the world or like important, you're just an amateur?
4: No, I think it's like um writing contests where it's like you can we're only accepting submissions from people who have never been published before.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so like if a magician had like a big contract, you know, they're professional, they can't go out, but like the amateur ones they can enjoy.
4: Yeah, like I assume every castle in this kingdom and its surrounding kingdoms, they all need a magician, right? Like that's important for survival and shit
3: mm-hmm, in sure. this
4: version of the world. And so like you have the amateur magicians passing their resumes around to be like, "Oh yeah, Zelda said that I was the best one, so you should hire me as your <laughs> yeah. guy because you know your previous magician accidentally killed himself when he was trying to do like turn gold into water.
0: Or like, there's there's some amateur magician that's like, oh, man, I don't even want. I I just want to stay amateur, you know. Like stay, you know, like just I don't want to go commercial. I want to stay, keep making my art.
2: Yeah, because like my art. There's like this one magician, and he's the tomato guy. And picture a Merlin or a Gandalf or a uh, a Dumbledore. You know, like old gray. cast Old hair. Yeah. Big hat, looking wizardy. And it's like, this guy's an amateur. <laughs> like, is this just a guy that got real deep into the culture and just never really got around <laughs> to the practice? It's just, it, it's he so got odd.
4: Real deep into that magician yeah. culture.
2: You there, magician.
0: What? No, I just got a long beard and a pointy hat with stars on it.
4: I just no really like the robe.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I found this.
2: We might have talked about this in the past. I like that even to this day, there were like, big-time magicians, you know?
4: Hell, yeah.
2: <laughs> David Copperfield, sure, but David Copperfield's been around forever. David Blaine will still get primetime TV specials just on, on broadcast television doing, like, stupid shit mixed with him doing card tricks in front of Margot Robbie, and it's like, what what, what is this world that we live in?
4: It is an extension of medieval times and before sure. when magicians held power.
2: Ah. Ah. ah well played. So. To prove his amateur <laughs> magician <laughs> status.
0: Are you an amateur magician, sir?
2: <laughs> Ganon makes a little bird, and she's like, fine, wait your turn. But then Ganon, that tricky Ganon, amateur. he turns the bird into a bat, and he's like, go find out where the Triforce is. And now we go to the tower, and Link's in there. Now he's in his full garb. No more uh, no more sh- short shirt for him, or at least no, lo- no tights-less short shirt.
4: Right, he puts some of, tights on. A lot of
2: S's in there. And he's with Sprite. And, you know, she may be small, but her lust is full-sized.
3: What? You don't like short girls? Oh.
0: She's thirsty.
2: She was there when he was in that that nightgown. It's true. She knows what she's in store for. Gross.
0: <laughs> she had an amateur magician shrink his, his long, long <laughs> nightgown.
2: Ew. So they're hanging out. And then back at the contest... Zelda's holding a little lizard. And again, I was like, what is this fucking contest? But then Ganon doesn't wait his turn. He Now he knows what the deal is. So he turns Zelda's lizard into this big-ass dragon. The amateur magicians are powerless and do literally nothing. There are no other protectors around. Apparently, the only person capable of doing anything, well, I should say people, are Link and
4: Zelda. That is correct.
2: Zelda has no knights. There are no... I don't know, mages or. Yeah, there is an establishing shot of the castle
0: where there are like guards and they yeah. have spears. They don't, they're not in this scene at all.
4: All for show.
0: The, he turns the lizard into a dragon. It is the most generic looking dragon in the world. The first two games have really creative enemies. Mm-hmm. They couldn't have pulled one of those. It's just like any of those villains or bosses from those two games. They had to just go with generic ass dragon
4: they couldn't because that would have required some sort of artistic talent on the animators part <laughs> well, and so. didn't well I not really know. invest I too actually
2: much. don't think that this looked too bad it look, does look generic I think it, the, the action is shot pretty well
0: yeah the action the dragon itself looked fine It's just like you have this wealth of art to pull from here and like capture and you just went with green dragon
4: see I disagree and I, I will get into this now I've been holding on
2: oh boy uh-oh.
4: The animation on Link's face had too many lines consistently through this whole episode. So he looked like extra old and extra haggard. That's like when,
0: when when Luke Perry smiles.
2: R.I.P.
4: R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable to look at like he's supposed to be like this strapping hero who can like help Zelda out of whatever. And they drew him like I when I did the makeup in my high school production of The Crucible on Giles Corey to make him look like an old man. Here, we're just going to define those parentheses around your nose there. I don't
2: know that I would call Link strapping. He's not like a Gaston.
4: He's a twerp. But he's supposed to be like a young twerp. He's not supposed to look like someone's grandfather. I and actually, the animation of Link in this cartoon like made 15. him look so old.
2: I think that that canonically is true. I think he's a teenager, but I don't know that he was supposed to be portrayed at that age here. You could have told me he was like middle-aged in in the context of the show and I would think, "Yeah, it's the way he talks. It's like It's the
4: way they animated him. He's a horny dad. Like that's He's <laughs> But they made him look like a gross like Overly sunburnt, horny dad. I'd
2: love a hug.
4: Oh, gross! <laughs> you keep my dad out of this. It
2: me, princess. Ew,
3: <laughs> ew. Would dad. you
2: mind giving me a hug? But I, I,
0: I, I see I'm waiting. My prize is it I on think the menu?
2: You could tell that they had a couple of set pieces, right? It's similar to like a Michael Bay movie, like yeah. The money's going to these set pieces. The other stuff may look a little bit bare bones.
4: It's not just bare bones. It was like. They no, it took was the, just
2: bare bones. That's what I said.
4: They took the first draft of Link that was drawn on a uh-huh. napkin, and they were like, "All right, do it. Let's make this happen." <laughs> and that's it. Like they just gave up immediately.
0: Yeah, is what he looks like in the instruction manual or the uh, the back of the uh, the box art? No, not at all. Whatever. Fuck it.
2: My uh, my pen had a
4: leak. Sorry. It is what it is. This is Lunk.
2: Long- <laughs> 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 so Link is. He hears the dragon, he hears Zelda scream, and he pops into battle. And, you know, Link's a hero. He'll tell you himself. And all heroes, they've got their battle cries, like. Yahoo! And if Yahoo doesn't do it for you, maybe this will. Whoa! Toasty! Jesus Christ. Whoa. Yahoo! Like, <laughs> toasty. <laughs> this is so <laughs> fucking dumb.
4: You can say anything. Cowabunga! That's already trademarked, man. Whatever,
0: it doesn't matter. Like you could have had him say that. Like Yahoo, Yippee! I'm gonna fight a dragon.
2: <laughs> the dragon's blasting fire at him, and it's not burning Link or his shield. It is pushing him backwards somehow, which is I don't know. Different, those Hyrulean physics a little, leave a little bit to be desired. He just goes, whoa, toasty. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a geek. It's so bad. Yeah, he's a nerd. I told you. He, he does not believe in himself. It's a false bravado.
0: This show is a limp dick of a cartoon. It's just, it's got nothing to it.
2: So Zelda picks up like a pie tin and she throws it in the air so Link can shoot it. And then it, Link's beams don't destroy the pie tin, they bounce off and hit the dragon. He turns back to a laser doll as well. And Zelda is pissed at Link for coming down to help. Even though literally nobody else was doing anything and her life was in danger.
4: And it's his job. Yeah.
2: No, his job is to protect, to
4: protect the, the Triforce. tri-force. And he
2: fails at that because now the two of them look up, they hear Sprite screaming, and Ganon is in the tower. And he very, very slowly, just bad, bad animation in this, it takes him like five minutes to reach forward and grab the Triforce. And Sprite tries to stop him, but... He does the thing that all fairies get, like the Hook does this Tinkerbell and Hook. Mm-hmm. Like he flicks her and she goes against the wall. So he grabs the Triforce, but you know that George Takei played the Triforce of Power, so you know that that Triforce of Wisdom is going to have something to say. Here it is.
4: Evil is the path you choose, but evildoers always lose. Silence!
2: <laughs> I like Silence, that. Silence, Bernadette Peters! <laughs> he just shuts the Triforce up.
4: I'm really... Fuck
2: you.
0: (laughs) It just puts a sock on it and it shuts up.
4: (laughs) So tomorrow I have an important meeting with some higher-ups at work, and I'm really excited to say evil is the choice you choose, (laughs) but evil doers always lose. That's how I plan to start the meeting.
0: And then they're like, I'm I'm glad you said that because the reason for this meeting is you're fired. Exactly uh, too strange.
2: (laughs) There's this funny question, too, about clearly the Triforce of Wisdom wants nothing to do with Ganon. It's similar to like a Lord of the Rings thing, right? Like you combine them all or, you know, one Triforce to rule them all or whatever. And it's just like, what does the Triforce do? Like that's never made particularly... Unimportant. It certainly doesn't make Zelda and Link smarter. You know, you could argue the Triforce of Power gives Ganon his amazing and terrible powers. The Triforce of Wisdom just is blue and sparkly.
0: Yeah, and the game, I think it gives Zelda powers that like allow her to become magical, right? And then Link has the 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 triforce of courage that gives him like you know the heroic chutzpah that he needs to defeat everybody this is just like he like steals an alexa device and it's just kind of like talking to him
2: it's <laughs> alexa awesome. give me wisdom okay here you go evil one
4: it just starts reading wikipedia to him
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: sorry i can't find that
2: webster's dictionary defines wisdom as <laughs> So Ganon now has the Triforce. He jumps out of the tower and onto his throne chair thing. The skeletons start to walk away. Zelda and Link and all of the amateur magicians just watch this happen. None of this happens particularly quickly. They just watch him leave. And then Link's like, well, he's getting away, princess. And it just, nobody ever took literally a step to stop them. It's just like, yeah, he, 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 he
0: slowly gets away in that, that thing. Whatever he's being carried away, <laughs> Link couldn't have run down and just cut those skeletons' legs out from under them.
4: Listen, those are <laughs> amateur magicians and they don't want to risk crossing what could be their future boss if Zelda doesn't win.
2: True enough. Yeah, that's true. That's okay. true. They're true wands for hire, as it were. So, Zelda, she takes it looks like a fig. I-, I guess it was a seed. She throws it into the ground and she tells the turgid tomato wizard, Through your magic pal. And He does and it makes the fig into a tree, all the while Zelda is like holding the top of the tree because she's very strong. (laughs) And then she's literally holding up like a fifty foot tree. And then she and Link catapult away. And (laughs) this was the worst (laughs) plan. (laughs) You could have you
0: could have ran after him and caught up, but instead you slingshotted yourself over him Mm -hmm. and you had no idea how you were gonna get down. Yeah. Oh
1: my god.
2: But Link likes it. My kind of girl.
1: Completely crazy.
2: So they fly through the air and, you know, they land on the ground and don't break bones. And
0: And she hits him with that riding crop right right (laughs) on his bare
2: ass. (laughs) Zelda lands on top of Link, like straddling him. And he just goes, "Mm, kiss me. And it's like, God damn, guy, just fucking give it a break. Just,
4: she's not that into you yeah
0: yeah. this is an accurate portrayal of a guy like it's just like we're trying to get something done and all you can <laughs> think about is, is, is getting a smooch
2: but here's where you think about <laughs> just how bad this plan is Ganon leaves out the main gate right so mm-hmm. big castle gate really only goes one way from there roads can go in many directions Ganon could have gone anywhere the tree just propels them way out but luckily for the two of them it did put them directly in Ganon's path and right in front of his quote-unquote secret entrance to the underworld, which is an enormous stone door. <laughs> the
0: cave just, thing? Yeah, cave entrance. It's
2: fucking crazy. So <laughs> Link's like, all right, you got four Greek bone men. This is no problem. And Ganon summons a bunch more out of the secret portal, and they come out. So now there's like eight of them. Then Link does something fairly inexplicable. He takes his belt off, He lashes himself to the Zelda, and he says,
1: Uh, Link! Huh? Back to back, princess. Fast!
2: (laughs) Instead of there being two targets now, Link's belt was big enough to fit around them both. They're standing back to back. He has his sword. She has the bow. I couldn't even begin to tell you why... Outside of like wanting to be like ass to ass with her, ass to yeah, ass, yeah. As why well, he wanted to do that?
4: Because now instead of one hundred and eighty degrees of protection, they have three hundred and sixty degrees of protection.
2: <laughs> it sounds like a deodorant commercial.
4: Their blind spot <laughs> is covered by the other person's ass.
2: <laughs> it's just
4: so it's strange. It's bad planning, but I tried so hard to justify it.
0: You're you're an expert fencer. Like what what <laughs> what is this move called?
4: It's the spider, of course. It's,
2: it's the rapier. Naturally,
4: yes. <laughs>
2: so they start the battle. There's a lot going on here. I'm just going to give you a couple of battle noises. Very nice. They're kicking the, the shit out of the bone men. And Ganon, again, master sorcerer, he does nothing except try to motivate the skeletons by doing some shadow boxing with all his power. Pretty weird.
0: <laughs> what was this? I don't know. He truly is. He's an amateur
2: bad guy. He could have easily run through the archway. hmm <laughs> Been back in the underworld with both pieces of the Triforce, but he just kind of stands there. Eventually, there's a bomb that's thrown. Ganon gets propelled into the archway, which explodes, but then the Triforce pops back up, and we're getting back to normal here. And to normal, of course, means to Hornytown. Hyrule, more like high. Uh, I don't well, know. Won't you take me to
3: 40 <laughs> Very nice. Yes.
2: And we get a little more smooch banter. Now get this belt off. No. What do you want? A kiss. Come on.
1: No. Then we stay like this. Oh. All right.
2: This is where I had the thought that. Fair or not, and especially back then, I think video games were seen as a boy thing, right? Like, I would say the Mario show probably geared more towards boys. Mm -hmm. And it's like all this romantic stuff. Like, I get why it's here, but this is not why anybody played Zelda, is to see Link just be this horny, slobbering, like, (sighs) insistent man.
4: He becomes that guy in a bar who's like 15 years older than every girl
3: who's like, let
4: me buy you a drink, princess. (laughs) And you know what? No one wants that drink. And no one wants to talk to him. But here he is. And there's one everywhere.
2: But she assents. The
4: casual sexism is so frustrating.
2: Well, speaking of casual sex.
4: I wouldn't call it casual.
2: (laughs) Zelda is finally like, well, alright, I guess guess you do it. And she just starts, like, blowing this guy. It's Um, not true. What you actually get is a close-up of their faces set against the sun and Link's going to get that Mwah. But then all of a sudden, Sprite shows up.
1: Darn it, Sprite. I was that close. <laughs>
2: and that sound at the end is Zelda sobbing because she realizes how close she just came to giving herself up to someone who didn't deserve it. That's pretty much it. I mean, we cut to Ganon again, and he's yelling. But before that, Link is chastising Sprite, and Sprite like flies into the camera. And it's the scariest thing I've ever seen.
0: It's it's, it's like this, like, oh, we're, we're gonna end it on this like little winking sprite fairy thing. Like it's it's completely out of place with the rest of the show. Like that winking nod that the the camera work does. Oh.
2: it's treated like the camera's a fisheye camera. Like it looks like you know those beauty mirrors, like that you'll see them in hotels, like they show things really close up. Cartoons don't have pores, obviously, but if you could have seen Sprite's pores, you would have seen them all right here. So fucking Ugh. weird. Such a gross way to end it. And then it ends with Captain Lou Albano doing the Mario and stumbling and a, a true delight. <laughs> a true
3: Wait, delight.
0: Which, which reminded me of our conversation about that cartoon where we were just like, they just had one shot. Like, they, yeah. Or or is that the best shot? Like, what, I'd hate to see what the other ones look like.
2: And that's The Legend of Zelda, the cartoon. So <laughs> would you show this to a child?
3: No way.
0: No, no, I wouldn't. I don't think kids should watch this. I think they should play the video games instead. Those are much better.
4: I couldn't have said it better than Dave. I would never show this to a child, but I would definitely assent to them watching or playing the video game or watching me play the video game.
2: Oh, man. No, I guess I wouldn't either. I don't know. You know, I've been accused of injecting sexuality into shows where it's not there, which is not true. But the show is like gross.
4: It's gross.
2: <laughs> it's just gross. It's icky. And let's go with one to five by forces. I am
0: such a fan of the Zelda series. I was mad before, but I'm like, I'm just kind of disappointed now. Like it's a zero, it's a zero out of five for me.
2: Zero. My God.
3: Yeah.
0: I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. It's such a slam dunk, easy, you know, easy basket. <laughs> you, you had all the source material was right there. You could make a an entertaining cartoon out of that. You just, they just failed.
4: I give this a two. It gets one point for Captain Lou and one point for the music.
2: Okay. I'm also going to give it a two. I Just on its own, it's gross, but it's not, it's, you know, it's cotton candy. There's not much to it. I think... When you put it in the context of just how cool, and especially at the time, like Legend of Zelda was and is, like it just it doesn't do it justice. And you know, when you put it in the context as well of the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and that cartoon, like that kind of works. It wasn't good, but it kind of fit. Like the sensibility just feels all it's all icky. It's icky. I don't like it. So for tonight's game, I wanted to do something that had a little theming in video games and you know recently i was playing the home improvement game for super nintendo uh? and <laughs> bad game very difficult but i i beat the first level um which is a little pat on the back to me and been thinking a lot lately about two of my favorite things and that's licensed shit and high fashion so you know new york fashion week happens once a year mm-hmm. and, Uh, Really, it just helps with a pun, because what we're going to play tonight is called The the Cash-In Show. (laughs) I went through the catalog of Nintendo and Super Nintendo games, okay? Those are the platforms we're talking about.
4: Nintendo and? Super Nintendo. Super Nintendo. So, Ness and
2: SNES, another way to think about it. And I looked at all of the licensed games, you know, based on TV shows and random-ass characters and movies, and I pulled a bunch of them out. We have a few rounds here you're both going to answer. I'm going to name three properties or characters or whatever. You guys are going to tell me, are all three of them real licensed games? Is there one that's fake or are none of them real?
4: All real, one fake, none f- real.
2: There's always three? There's always three. Okay. And if okay, you're okay. saying one is fake, you have to call it what the fake one is. Okay. 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 So we got a few rounds. We'll go through here. We'll see how this works. So here's your three to start with. The Blues Brothers. Bay's Kids. Bram Stoker's Dracula. No, no need to buzz in. You're both answering.
4: All real. Okay.
2: Uh, all real. You're both correct. They, those are all real games. Bram Stoker's Dracula was made for many systems, as it turns out.
4: That game gave me nightmares in <laughs> both... <laughs> NES and Sega form.
0: Yeah, I think I remember playing that for uh, SNES.
2: All right. There's another round here. Izzy, the Atlanta mascot from the 1996 Summer Games. Magnum P.I. <laughs> or NBA superstar Bill Lambier? None real. Shalyn says none real. Dave, what's your what's your answer? One is fake. Which one? Magnum P.I. Dave is correct here. Bill Lambeer had a game called Bill Lambeer's Combat Basketball.
4: Combat Basketball, okay. Which was (laughs) uh, like
2: a top-down basketball game where robots... It's just a horrific game. Izzy, the Atlanta mascot, wasn't just in an Olympics-themed game. Izzy was also in a platformer.
4: Hmm. So
2: for for kids who loved Izzy and they weren't in... (laughs) Richard Jewell's porn basement or whatever. <laughs> but Magnum PI, sadly, there may have been a computer game, but not a Ness or a SNES.
0: I can see like a nice text-based Magnum PI game
2: going on. <laughs> yeah, I could the... see that. Yeah. Three Ninjas, Braveheart, The Untouchables. Oh, man. I don't think any of those are real. Okay.
4: I think Braveheart is not real and the other two exist.
2: Jalen you are correct
4: yes oh,
0: there's an untouchables video game. there's an
2: untouchables video game for NES yeah <laughs>
4: which you could rent from max movies in Carver Massachusetts when I was a child
2: <laughs> weird weird stuff why did that game play I think it was I why mean, I think it was an NES side-scroller where you had like a machine gun and you killed gangsters Oh, okay. Okay.
0: And they just there was like endless amount of brown suit wearing gangsters.
2: Yeah, and yeah, yes. every level ended with Sean Connery saying, "Truly, we are untouchable." <laughs> I believe.
0: But it was the eight bit. Yes, like, yes, very so. Portrait of him. <laughs> it
2: was like yeah. <laughs>
4: round
2: number four. Beethoven, Platoon, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein.
4: Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is not real. The other two are.
2: Okay.
0: I'm with Shaylin on that.
2: You're both incorrect those are all real. What? Uh, what game is that? <laughs> a video game based off of the Robert De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, Robert De Niro Frankenstein's monster movie. <laughs> <Monsters> <laughs> movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Originally we had a fourth option here, Dragon the Bruce Lee story. Also real. <laughs> Not a Bruce Lee game, a game based off of the Bruce Lee biopic.
4: Starring his son, right?
2: I believe so. Also, also a game. What? So all real. How
4: is it a like, like
0: you're on the movie set and you have to like it, or, like, you have to get out of
2: paralysis or something? It's like, meta. It's it's all meta, man. I'm just... Disturbing.
4: I want to hear more about this Mary Shelley's Frankenstein game.
2: <laughs> oh, I imagine it was a side-scroller.
4: <laughs> These all generally like, work. Do you dig up the body parts?
2: Probably a Castlevania clone. Oh, so that yeah, makes good. sense.
4: Good
0: work, yeah. That would what work. were the other two men in that category?
2: Beethoven and Platoon.
4: Uh-huh. I knew Platoon was real. Yeah, Platoon, Platoon I, I played, yeah. <laughs> I've almost bought you Platoon for various birthday gifts and Christmas gifts over the years, no, but mean, I'm always sure that you have it already.
2: I don't know that I have Platoon. Uh, I have a personal connection to Platoon. Well, personal is probably stretching it by quite a bit. Uh, <laughs> my old boss was in Platoon. That counts yeah, as that personal.
0: Was, your, your old boss was, uh, it's Tom was Johnny Depp? That's crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't want to give away more than that. There's more to the story, but always a fun fact.
0: For a long time, I conflated pitfall and platoon okay like the covers look the same and then i watched platoon and i was like
2: this isn't about a guy in the jungle not at all the things. same no not yeah. at all. pitfall the atari game just a, a classic super pitfall for the, the nes the opposite of a classic real piece of shit hmm.
0: much maligned
2: real piece of shit moving on here we got a, a different theme Ah, real monsters nickelodeon guts Wienerville oh <laughs> uh, man I don't think any of those
0: are real
4: I think that guts is the only real one
2: that's not an option Shaylin. isn't we you said you could have all real none real or one fake
4: oh damn it well Wienerville's fake
2: Shailen stumbled into the answer but she gets a half point for not remembering the rules of the game Weinerville, sadly, is is a fake game.
4: I was sure that one was fake.
2: Nickelodeon Guts is real.
4: It's a terrible game. It's it's a
2: bad game. All of these games based off of like Nickelodeon shows tended to be like Double Dare for the NES was a horrific game. I remember playing
0: Double Dare. I do not remember Guts at all. Like I can't imagine like trying to climb the Aggro Crag. It's in, similar in sixteen bits
2: to the American Gladiators game, which was also uh, famously terrible. Unfortunately, because I. I always played it, and it always sucked. It's a story there. Here we go. Eight is enough. Growing pains. <laughs> Mr. Belvedere. All fake. Okay.
0: Yeah, None are real.
2: Yeah, no, you're, you're both right. sir.
0: Can you imagine All an Belvedere. 8-bit version of the Mr. Belvedere song? Oh.
4: Isn't it already borderline 8-bit? <laughs> I bet you that that exists
2: somewhere. It exists. Uh, yeah, hold on. We'll do a little live research here. Plug in the ox cord if we need to. And it's just like, it's perpetually in big head mode. So you're Mr. Belvedere and you're like, Yes. You're hopping over obstacles.
4: (laughs) It makes sense. It totally makes
0: sense. (laughs) The (laughs) dirty (laughs) plates are flying at you.
2: Bob Euchre is, I don't know, he's the boss. They were friends. It doesn't matter. There's only so much Mr. Belvedere lore. So, going into the last round here, Shailen is currently up by a half point, three oh, and a half yeah. to three. So Dave, you have a, a chance to win. Unless sure. something really bizarre happens, there will be no tie. But I guess I can't guarantee it. Cool Spot, The Noid, Chester Cheetah.
4: What is Cool Spot? Is that a show or a movie?
2: Cool Spot is the 7-Up character. 7-Up yeah. logo. He's a little red dot. He wears sunglasses. He's a, a spot, which is cool. None real. None real. Is that oh, your final yeah. answer? Yes. Locked in.
0: I think the Noid is fake.
2: Unfortunately, you're, you're both wrong. The oh,
0: all real. I knew the spot game and I knew Chester Cheeto. Mm-hmm.
2: Damn it. The Noid had a Nintendo Entertainment System game. The Noid also
4: making a return. I've heard that.
2: I think he's trying to stop the driverless Domino's cars now.
4: Which makes good sense because they're a bad idea.
0: Does he just run into them and then like, man, you hit me. And then like, they're like, oh, well, I, don't, I don't have insurance. So like, here's a couple like hundred dollars. And then he just goes and he spends it on, on heroin. He gets like super high and it's really dark.
2: It's more or less like that. Yeah. He creates craters in the ground and he tries to stop the cars. The Noid, I mean, as you might expect now, he's computer animated.
4: He's less impressive
2: the noid with like shadows and stuff. It's just wrong. That's not what you want. I want a flat noid. (laughs) Just like I want a flat earth.
4: I want a flat noid. (laughs) I I want a big two.
2: I want a flat noid. (laughs) No shadows on his face. And his ears are real red. Never hair out of place.
4: As our son calls him, the pizza rabbit. Yes, that's right.
2: So Shailen... You ass backwards into that win, but you did win at the Cashin Show.
4: I would like to thank God for this win tonight. I feel him in the chilies. Hell yeah! Hell yeah!
2: Mm-hmm. Now out of the Maybag. bag, mail bag, May bag, the
0: the oh. May bag, the May bag,
2: the May bag is what they called it on the the Mayflower.
0: It's um the the mail bag that you you dance around
2: uh, every spring. <laughs> Hmm. it brings flowers or so i've been told hello my favorite podcast hosts been pretty lonely the past year or so it got me thinking which cartoon character would be a good one to spend my days and nights winky face with for me it's hands down dave from alvin and the chipmunks he's tender loving obsessed with keeping the house clean and loves chipmunks in his rectum What about you? If you could choose only one cartoon character to spend your days with, who is it? Can I guess next episode, Kendall? Hmm. So longtime listener, not first time writer, Kendall with the burning post pandemic question.
0: This might be out of left field. I would go with Egon from the real ghostbusters.
2: (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) He's smart. Tender. He can he can, he can he's very tender. He could he could invent things for you, like you know, like just, he would always be like just as like an interesting conversation. You know, I feel like he was probably teased when he was younger, and like you know, Revenge of the Nerds kind of thing, where he's 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 like a surprisingly amazing lover. That's what I would want. Egon Spengler, cartoon hmm. version.
4: So if there's nothing sexual about the character and we're strictly saying like stuck in a pandemic, trying to pass the time, I would say Kermit from Muppet Babies because his imagination is really big and you don't feel bored ever, right?
2: But then you have okay, to deal with a right. child constantly.
0: Yeah. Like you got to change his little felt paper.
4: Yeah. So then the answer becomes clearer mm-hmm. if that's going to be the case.
0: No no if it is sexual, Shayla.
4: It's Johnny Quest's dad's business partner with the beard, the redheaded guy.
2: No, his dad is the His dad the, is the the redhead. Okay, so, so Johnny, Quest's Qu- Johnny Quest's dad. Johnny Quest's dad. What?
0: You were really fast with that and very <laughs> sure of yourself.
2: Mm, Johnny
0: Quest's
4: dad. I don't think oh, that in our Johnny yeah. Quest episodes I made it a secret that I found of all of the characters that we talked about, he's one of the attractive ones.
2: He's your Sally Acorn. I get it. I get it. <laughs> I'm going to change the parameters of the question to satisfy the answer that I want to give here.
4: God damn it. I'm going to
2: give two. I'm going to give a person and an animal. The animal is Garfield. Okay. For obvious reasons. And the person is Michael Jordan from Pro Stars. (laughs) (laughs) Could play hoops, has lots of money, and has magical powers. I think Michael
0: Jordan won our sexiest cartoon character, March Madness Bracket.
2: Wasn't that Wayne
4: Gretzky? I thought Wayne Gretzky did.
2: It was someone from <laughs> which Pearl Stars. Which would be unfathomable if it was Wayne Gretzky. Nothing against the Gretz. I, I, I'm a Wayne Gretzky fan. but
4: His, his translation into cartoon was just apparently yeah, very attractive. A lot
2: of hairspray. Listeners, we want to hear from you. Who would you want to be your cartoon soulmate? Hashtag cartoon lover. And if you want to write in, email at watchbotspod.com and Kendall if you want to come back you fucking know where to find us Now that we're all um we're all safe you know we can we can get shit done
3: Yeah
4: And answer the text that I sent you Oh fuck Kendall oh.
2: That's a public caller It's a sick ass burn whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. That's how the fire goes It also will pick up our ASMR numbers I'm thinking of starting an ASMR podcast where I just make soothing noises.
0: It's like really muted 8-bit versions of the Mr. Belvedere theme song.
2: <laughs> There's a market for it. One of the uh, the bigger Twitch streamers out there, she does like an ASMR stream. And it's like, she's in a room with like red and pink lighting. And I, I think, I don't know, if she's just like speaking huskily into the microphone or why, like why it's on video. I don't know. It's It's a weird world out there, folks. I don't understand it.
4: The only ASMR stuff I'm into is watching people cut soap.
3: (laughs) (laughs) It's
4: oddly soothing.
0: (laughs) Is that a euphemism for like (laughs) taking a shit?
4: No, like like, people take bars of soap and -hmm. like slice it up and then they just like cut it in the opposite direction against the grain and there's something so soothing and relaxing about the noise of the little tiny pieces of soap going and there's not like a lot of force involved as they cut it with the knife it's just like a very calming like blade goes through the soap Blake goes through the soap
2: that's like me
0: but with like ingrown hair popping videos
4: I've heard people are into that shit it's weird
2: or me with screaming good videos
4: I love screaming. Goat right. videos. Same,
2: same thing. Listeners. We want to hear from you. What's your, uh, look at your ASMR jumblies going. Hashtag AS my R. That was pretty good, Ben. Thank you. I'm due for one good one, an episode. So that'll do it. Another tick in the video game box. There are many, 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 many more to discuss, but that's for another day. Video games, like death and taxes at this point though, not going anywhere.
4: I hope that's true. <laughs>
2: That's right, Jay.
0: <laughs> You're very sincere. <laughs> Dear God, I hope that's true.
4: I was very sincere and Ben made fun of me for it. I'll
2: jump through a fucking window if that's
0: not true.
4: <laughs> i would be so if, sad.
0: If
2: I lose my video
0: games.
4: Who am I if I can't do a shitty job of playing Dr. Mario after Ben goes to bed? Mm-hmm. Who am I really?
2: It's only shitty in comparison to the true lord of Dr. Mario.
4: Anyone me. but me. No, it's me.
2: I'm the Lord of Dr. Mario. It's the one marketable skill I have. It's at the top of my resume. <laughs> Good at Dr. Mario.
4: Doesn't even say great at. You really are underselling yourself yeah, on your well, resume.
0: What are things that you can improve on in your, in your current job? And you'd be like, well, like, you know, I'm still trying to get, a, get to level 99. And I uh, just can't get over that hump. Mm-hmm. And what's your greatest strength? D- Dr. Mario. Just all, all the time, Dr. Mario. Everything is Dr. Mario.
2: You know, folks, as you go through life, you know, play your games, you know, get your amusement in. But me, be like a video game link. Don't be a cartoon link. That's no way to live. Whiny. Useless. Ungrateful. Misogynistic. uh,
4: Tiny, tiny tunics.
2: Confused in your sexuality.
4: You can keep the nightgown, so that's fine. Mm
2: -hmm. You know what else you can keep? Following us on Twitter. smooth. (laughs) As a
0: smooth link,
2: and Instagram, and and all of those places at Watchbots Pod, please rate five stars, subscribe on on iTunes. You're already doing that, hopefully, for Dave and for Shailen. This is Ben. I hope you guys are are beating that heat. Stay hydrated. Don't lock your babies in cars. It's a bad idea. You know, to take us out of here, though. It's a great PSA. I think <laughs> that. <laughs> Jalen, we've had a couple of themes this episode. Mm-hmm. I think one is the Legend of Zelda theme, and the other is beating the heat. And what I, w- <laughs> what I would like here is for you to add on to my PSA about not locking babies in cars to the Legend of Zelda theme in a Harrison Ford voice.
4: I can't do it in a Harrison Ford sure voice. Sure you can. No, I can't.
2: You give it, just test the space.
4: I can't do it.
2: Stand up with your with your microphone, walk around.
0: You don't have to do the, the, the gruff Harrison. Ford. You can you do, do like the you know the the, the quiet one, mm-hmm. the, the like the Blade Runner Harrison Ford.
2: i kind of a mumble one. The world is
4: waiting. Get off my plane! If you're going to pick your tiny baby. <laughs> oh my God. I I'm, Unfortunately I'm channeling the Mr. Bungle Like theme song For for Zelda and it's too upbeat Mr.
3: Bungle put the in your No breath. it's
4: like Link he was this guy He tried to save the princess Zelda He tried to fake his baby in a car
0: oh, Mr. Bungle He's your butler
2: Oh yeah He baked his a baby bu- in a bu- car He falsified his research
4: Trivastic.
2: Goodbye, folks.
0: Streaks on the china,
2: never mattered before. Who cared when you drop kicked your jacket? As you came through the door, no one glared.
3: But sometimes things get turned around and no one spared. Look out below There's a
0: change in the status quo Gonna need all the help that we
1: can get According to our new arrival Life is more than mere survival We just
3: might live a good life yet